0: podcast. Welcome back to another podcast episode where we are focused on the faith and the journey of God and finding our way as children of God. And today we have Rocio, one of the owners from Beauty Mission, one of the, let me just tell y'all, the skincare looks great. And as y'all see, I'm gonna be getting some products because <laughs> sit here, it here, it here. And so <laughs> we just need I need my face to get better. But in that mission of, you know, fixing these blemishes, they're fixing our eternal blemishes that Jesus died on the cross for us and saved us. And so we just want to hear more about you, Rocio, and just hear about that journey and tell us more about your business and how you spread God's word through your business.
1: Well, thank you for that introduction. Thank you for having me. Uh, As she said, my name is Rocio. I am co-owner of Beauty Mission, which is a faith based, Christ based, Word of God based skincare business. Uh, we, are, we are here in New York City, but we ship out worldwide. Our mission is to help people identify their beauty in what the Word of God says and not what society says. So, what we do, we use the products, the natural organic products that God put on this earth for us. And we want to help you also incorporate the Word of God into your skincare routine instead of, you know, the bathroom being a place where you feel like you can't bring God in, bring God into a process in your life where it might just be very self um, absorbed, very self-exalting, um, humble yourself and include Jesus into it. And that's what we want to help people do.
0: Oh my goodness. That like, that hit me hard Reason me because one of the biggest challenges that I have is with beauty and I have like a huge challenge with like bringing God into like my like every aspect of my life and so Mm -hmm. hearing you say that just made me realize we started off this podcast on fire and so (laughs) just let us know how did it start how what what like just did God just drop this gem in your head I was just like listen this part of the world, this societal beauty construct, we need to fix it. We need to dismantle it and bring my word
1: in. How how did it all start? Well, it all started one day. It was a summer night. I just kind of it just kind of popped into my mind. How do people make soap? How is soap made? So I literally went on YouTube how is soap made, and I was expecting one of those very commercial videos on how let's say dove is made or whatever the case may be. So that's what I was expecting. What I didn't expect is to go in there and see people making the soaps in their homes. And I was like, Oh, also oh, this is doable. You can make this at home. So I spent months just literally watching the process because I fell in love with watching it being done. And I just said one day, okay, let me go ahead and try it. I made my first batch. and my sister was co-owner was like, yes, business time and I was like wait hold on <laughs> like I have even we haven't even tested out this um first product but then you know she just mentioned and mentioned that I didn't feel like I was ready for it but I continued to learn and to uh formulate new um you know recipes for soaps and I was just making it and I fell in love with the process and then you know with the formulation I realized that it was good, these ingredients were good, the formulas were good, and they were working. You know, like I um, that's, I was making it with a plan and I saw it come to fruition. I said, you know what, maybe maybe this can happen. My sister said, hey, I do believe this can happen. And uh, she, uh, at the time she was a single mother, so she wanted to bring in income to her family. Um, so we realized that it was working. We started doing it, we decided to make the business. And we were just like, the one thing we were doing, uh, we, we, we were not, um, how do I say, we did not have a station then as we do now. And we have to be honest, we have to be transparent. We were talking how every other skincare businesses were talking. We were promoting the same way. You know, We were not set apart, to put it quite frankly. And we saw that it just, nothing was moving, nothing was working. And it was very hard. It was a very frustrating time. We were putting it into prayer. And we just kind of, we were looking into how to market doing that kind of research. And one of the things that stuck out to us was, you know, you want to talk to your customers how you would want to be spoken to. And then we did that internal analysis. And we, for men of God, you want to be spoken to with the word of God. So once we did that transition, and during that same time, we were uh, we were really deep into prayer and the Lord just kind of said, you know, I want this, I want you to give this to me. So we one gave give our business over to God and said, we're going to speak to people how we want to be spoken to. So that means we're going to speak to Christian women about what we know uh, in regards to beauty, in regards to self-care. And as soon as we made that transition, the Lord just did his thing and um you know the business started to take off um
0: but no your story is so beautiful I love how you started off
1: with on a summer
0: night (laughs) (laughs) it just popped in my head and you know sometimes I think that like even what if like that was the initial pop like I don't know sometimes Mm -hmm. everyone is like I hear God and, you know, I see
1: I, I, he just speaks in my ear and I'm just yeah, like that audible voice. So, you know, like I knew immediately. No, sometimes it's just a thought. Sometimes it's just a, like a feeling that just won't leave you. That just kind of sticks with you. and You're like, I think I need to move in this. You know, um, we need to be able to identify God in the soft whispers as well.
0: Facts, because I know. And the thing is, it's always something positive. And I think that was always a big thing with me is how do I how do I differentiate between the enemy's voice and God's voice? Mm -hmm. And God will consistently and continuously give you things or give you soft whispers that are going to make you better. Mm -hmm. And the enemy is going to give you soft whispers that make you feel worse or that fall into like these negative desires of the world. And I'm just like, okay, once I know that hard break, I was like, okay, I know when God's talking to me, I just can't listen to the negative thoughts. That the enemy is trying to use, which speaking of, I know starting a business horribly hard, horribly hard. How did y'all do it? Did y'all face any trials, tribulations
1: while doing so? So funny enough, um, it was very hard. It was very difficult. You know, we are from the Bronx. We are from a low income neighborhood, low income family. That's our background that's what we know we do not know anybody that started a business so when we started we felt very much alone as though we were lost it was like how do we go about this what are we supposed to do and it was very it was definitely very frustrating to be able to decide okay do we want an LLC or do we want an incorporation okay what kind of business insurance do we want do we decide to do PayPal or are we doing an actual bank account? You know, small stuff for some people might just be trivial. Okay, whatever. It just might be part of the process for us. This was very big deals. We didn't know anything. We don't know. We didn't know anything about a tax ID, filing taxes. It was very, uh, it was encouraging because uh, I also believe that There's something generational in us where it's like, once things get tough, we just want to give up. And I've seen it with my mother, I've seen it with my older sisters. And I knew with this, there was something in me that just kept telling me to push forward and push forward. Uh, So we were able to, you know, get the groundwork in being able to start the business. But I also know we were able to do this alone because God wanted us to be able to help other people as well. You know, it's very interesting that after we started our business, you know, find the LLC and whatnot, not, then we started seeing other friends of ours going like, Hey, you inspired us. We want to be able to do this as well. How do we do this? And I know it was, I know we went through that process to be able to help people. So I give glory to God for that because although then I was very, very frustrated and didn't have the courage, you know, looking at, at it back now, I know it was for a purpose.
0: Wow, I mean, well, first of all, congratulations. You're doing absolutely amazing for breaking generational curses, generational setbacks. And, you know, it's very hard for women of color just alone. And then knowing that, you know, like you said, that from the section and community that you've grown up in, there was no role models and you had to become a role model for yourself. You had to create a future for yourself, and you know, sometimes being in those environments, they make you feel so, like you said, like you want to give up. And just knowing that you're pushing, I feel like that story in itself is is amazing. And it, without the business, just knowing that you had enough courage to step out and do what millions aren't willing to, that that's absolutely amazing.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, and I I give glory to God for that truly because I know knowing me and my flesh, I absolutely would have been like, whoops, well, this is it. That's how far I go. I got to follow what? An OOC costs what? I got to publish in how many newspapers? Just that process alone was um, definitely, I again, I understand there might be listeners who think this is just trivial, like how is that so rough for you? But you have to understand where we're coming from. This is not something we're used to seeing. It's not something we're used to dealing with, opening up a business. So I give All glory to God to have been able to do it.
0: And he blesses us. And it's amazing to see how he's blessed you. And I want you to know that your journey is absolutely crucial in this podcast because having guests on the podcast is all about learning everyone's journey and the differences that we all have. And I know and I feel like there is someone out there that is in a community, a tough community dealing with generational curses, dealing with addiction, dealing with depression, anxiety, and they're wondering if they should give it up. And I hope that they hear your story and they know like, don't give up because God has this big plan and purpose for you. And you just have to keep waiting. You just, you just have to keep pushing. Absolutely. Amen. And so my next question is, how did you get to know God? And I'm very curious now because like more curious than I was before. <laughs> but just knowing like being in that community and not really having like like role models or you have those generational curses, it must have been tough for God to, well, nothing's tough for God, but it must have been mm-hmm. tough for you
1: to like just
0: stay on the right path. Uh,
1: yes, I, I will say yes to no. There's okay. actually, I think two sides of that for us. Our family, My testimony, my oldest brother, he, um, he's my half brother, but you know, we don't, we don't see him like that. He's just our brother. Mm-hmm. He, him and his, his mother took him to church. He grew up in church. Um, so he was the one praying for us and, you know, trying to get us to come to church as kids. And... Mm-hmm. One day, I want to say, I don't even know how, over 10 years, maybe 10, 11 years at this point, my mother, she was a, um, I think, a live-in home attendant. So she would do that for like five days a week, you know, and us kids, we were home alone. I mean, uh, we had our older siblings, but, you know, having a parent at home is very important. But my mother was a, a live-in home attendant. And she had a very negative spiritual encounter. I think the person she was staying at home with practiced some sort of witchcraft. And she was getting demonically attacked. And at this point, my sister had converted and given her Christ to given her life to Christ. Sorry. So my mom would go to my sister and be like, you know, what's going on? I need help. I don't know what to do. And my mom, my sister was like, you need to give your life to Christ. My mom said, I bet. Uh, living home attendance so she would send younger kids three of the three youngest she'd be like you guys go to church but she wasn't (laughs) going to church and you know we're young we're kids we were probably like 14 15 at this age who wants to go to church at that time it was oh my gosh so we started going to church but at one point hard because we're at that age but at the same time it's easy because we already have siblings in church so we're able to you know take the bible classes with our sister our brother there as well you know as guidance so in that regards it was easy but when we are living in Christ and I I think wait I feel like I might have straight from your question was your question just initially coming to Christ and then how has it been
0: Oh, you don't then, have
1: to worry, you don't have to worry about where you stared at. I, I'm loving this story. I'm, I'm okay. just listening. <laughs> yeah, so, being in church, having, and then we gave our lives to Christ. I remember in church when I, at least, I had an experience because I always, you know, although I was young, I always like internalized and I felt like I was speaking to God. Um, And I also used to very strange dreams, dreams that I look back now and I know either God was talking to me or the enemy was talking to me because the enemy does, you know, he also gets in the mind, um, especially of children. And I remember uh, one time in church, the pastor was praying for people. He was praying for people to, you know, be baptized by the Holy Spirit. And I remember, I was, I was not going to go up. I was, I was just <laughs> sitting there. I sat, I, typically we sat in the front of the church. I decided that day to go to the back. And (laughs) back, I'm watching everybody go. And I'm like, God, I ain't going to go. And I remember one person came up to me and was like, my Bible, my Bible school teacher, actually, she was like, you should go up. Why don't you get prayer? And I was like, no, it's okay. Thank you. And I was like, God, I ain't going to go up. And then um, a classmate from that Bible study came up to me and she was like, oh my gosh, you know. Me for you Can you go up? And she was like, "No," and I was like, "No, it's okay, sis. I'm good here." <laughs> and I said, "God, if somebody comes up to me, if a third person comes up to me, I'ma go." And on the third, my mom came up and she was like, "Girl, you're embarrassing me. You better go up." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> so I went up. So, although the pastor was praying, you know, I felt, I was like, "God, I want to encounter you. Like, I want this to be real." Uh, a real and true encounter and I was baptized then by the Holy Spirit and since then I decided to give my life to Christ it has not been easy since then I can definitely um attest to that because two years later I find myself in a situation where you know at this point I'm in college I'm working I'm trying to you know become uh what's the word I guess, you know, a woman in that sense, you know, adulting. Yeah. (laughs) And All of a sudden, my father is sick. You know, he's in the hospital. We don't hear from him. All of a sudden, he's in the hospital. And then I go visit him and he's just a completely different man. And I had last seen him like two, three weeks ago at this point. And I remember I was praying. When I tell you I pray with all the faith, I had not just one mustard seed. I had like three mustard seeds. Of faith. I was like, God, this man is going to walk out of there. Like, I believe in you. I know what your word says. Da, 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 da. And my father passed away. And I was like, God, what the heck was that? I like truly, you know, people think it's easy. People think, you know, that, uh, healing is guaranteed. And the thing is I know what Jesus did in the Bible Um, and we know what faith does, but at the same time, if it is not in God's will, it will not be done. If it is in God's will, it will be done. So that period of time was very tough for me because at least I felt like God had abandoned me. He was not listening to my prayers. He wasn't with me. I was like, okay, so what's this? Am I wasting my time? And I went through a period of time where I was truly just wondering what I was doing with my life. And then I think for a year or two later. I was very numb. It got to the point where, because here in New York City, we take public transportation. I would take the train to um, school. And I was so numb that I would, what, what would it feel like to jump in front of this train? Not because I wanted to commit suicide or unalive myself, as people say. I just wanted to feel something. But in those instances, I just remember feeling my heart beat like it wasn't beating faster, slower, nothing, nothing crazy. I would just feel the beat of my heart. And I would know that was God, Jesus, in me because you know, we go through our day to day you don't feel your heart. You isn't it's not something you're conscious of all the time. That's, you know, sometimes you have to just <laughs> yeah sometimes you have to just like numb yourself out. You know, people say you like meditating or maybe when you are high on a, anxiety, you know your, your heart is racing you're working out that's when you feel your heartbeat but I'm just going through my day-to-day and I would feel my heartbeat and I knew that was God and I know God saved me during that time and I needed him and God allowed me to understand later on that yes my father passed away for his will because had my father not passed away he would have gone back to his life of sin my father was heavily addicted and was a alcoholic he was not a man of his household. He wasn't fulfilling his duties and was a liar, was a cheat. And you know, he was a great father, but he failed God in many aspects. And that's how God was able to save him. Although that was a pain I had to endure. I had to be able to, you know, grow spiritually through that encounter. And just since then, it's been a growing, growing and learning process is never easy, especially with this business. It's always something where I have to go, God. <laughs> What am I supposed to do? And God just has to remind me, it's not your business. This is mine. Don't worry. Just listen to what I want you to do. Um, so that's been my journey so far in these past, like 10, 11 years, 11 years, I think, coming up. That is on period. Let me
0: just say, <laughs> oh my gosh, um, I, you would be surprised at how many people, and I don't know if you think this or know this, but how many people deal with that on a daily basis um, having the realization that hey this journey uh like our our motto or description says it's a it's not a it's just a, it's not a, a a wide journey and it's not mm-hmm. full of unlimited possibilities that your mind can bring up and it's also full of potholes obstacles edges jagged edges you might fall on the way like there are so many aspects to this journey and I, one thing I always didn't like was when I would like you uh there's something called prosperity gospel. Yeah. And, you know, they tell you, "Oh my gosh, you're going to get this. You're going to get mm-hmm. this." And I get it. I think I don't want to think of it negatively because it's still spreading God's word, but I think that it's meant for people who are initially getting in. Like they want to attract you so much that they put prosperity on you. And I'm like, "Yeah, you get prosperity." But what comes, you might get the prosperity first and something comes after. Yeah. But but regardless, there is no specific order. There is no specific amount. There are seasons Mm -hmm. in which you are going through the valley. And that doesn't mean that it's going to be, you know, darkness. Because, you know, of course, God is always going to be there with you. But it just means things are going to get a little harder. And I think one of the biggest things that you brought to light is that children of God have rough journeys. We have very hard things to go through and it's all for the betterment of our souls and our spirits. And, you know, everything has a purpose. I refuse to go through life yeah. thinking that, you know, I wasn't able to get this opportunity because God had a better one waiting for me. Mm-hmm. And even bestowing that mindset on you is, it's, it's good and it's tricky because what's better for you might not actually be exactly or better for you it's like better for God in God's eyes is better for you not your eyes better for you
1: no yeah exactly you you hit it right on point and um especially with what you said with the prosperity gospel and people coming in yeah sure it's nice but at the same time it, it I think it I don't want to say brainwashed but I can't think of another word but it, <laughs> it persuades it, it makes people think that if it's not prosperity then it's not the gospel you know if you are suffering then it's not the gospel you're doing something wrong you're not acting out on faith your faith must not be the size of a mustard seed and it's like yo jesus cried he was bleeding out his core saying father let me not go through this like i really don't want. but then he said may your will be done you know at the end of the day no matter what his flesh was going through he knew the purpose of the father and he knew what he had to fulfill and he knew that it wasn't prosper like it wasn't just prosperity he knew there was something he had to go through so Preach. that gives my oh. two cents no we need
0: the whole ten dollars <laughs> um <laughs> but it's you are you're absolutely right and i didn't even like i wasn't even thinking about that story in my head but when you think about it everybody in the bible had to go through a season of scorn, had to go through a mm-hmm. season of hurt, having to go and walk in a furnace of fire. Who, who, who was going to do that? Exactly. Not, not me. Exactly. <laughs> and even with the story of Jonah, we see Jonah trying his hardest to not do what God calls him to do. He's trying to escape. He's trying to run away. But at the end of the day, you're going to end up doing what he wanted to do and you know, like you were talking about earlier, oh, the prosperity gospel is teaching you that you know if it's not prosperity, it's not God. No, if it's not prosperity, maybe it's you. Because yeah. the we blame the enemy for so much yes. stuff, <laughs> but let's be real, it's us when God told yeah, yeah. us God, when God told us not to, oh, don't do this. Oh, but it looks so good, I'm gonna just do it. You know, mm-hmm. there's nothing bad that's gonna happen. He already told you not to do it. You're still doing it. You're still doing it. You're still doing it, still doing it. and like you, it's like you don't like. Um, what was this in a, by one of my last episodes? Um, we were talking about Exodus and we were talking about Pharaoh. And okay. I know a lot of people don't in like look at this story and think, "Oh, am I Pharaoh?" Um, but that's how <laughs> that's that's the lens in which I looked at it. Am I am I Pharaoh? Because How many times did God tell me, Janika, don't go there. Don't do that. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, well, he'll love me the same. I'll go back and do it. Come Like, like, what, 10 or 12 plagues that Pharaoh went through. And every time he knew the same result was going to happen. And he still did it. And even as children of God, I'm wondering if we are touching the pot when we know it's hot, when our parents told us not to, you know? Mm -hmm. And... I'm just like, the Lord is going to be like, well, when you get burnt,
1: that's that's on you. That's on you. That, yeah, that's the thing. A lot of people um, tend to forget that there are consequences to our actions. Like, people tend to forget that. It's like people think there's only two players in the game. It's either God or the enemy. Yeah. The pawn. No, you're not just a pawn. You're an active player in this game as well, but it's not a game, you know? Even like with David, when uh, he cheated, because that's what he did, and he, (laughs) um, you know, sought out Bathsheba. Sorry, I I was thinking about her name in Spanish. That child died because that was the consequence of his action. Yeah. That was still the consequence of his his action. You know, God forgave him, still loved him the same, but there were still consequences to his actions that we have to be responsible for our actions. And a lot of people just don't want to do that. We just want to blame it on the enemy.
0: Or if they think that, you know, just because we are saved, our consequences become some escape, you know, like God Mm. is going to immediately open this pathway and say, you know what? You don't have to feel the consequences of what you're doing. Let's go. That's not how it works. Even in repentance, you're paying for what you did. And the repenting part is just him saying, you know what? I forgive you. I love you. Let's keep pushing through this, but you have to keep pushing through that. Like yeah. there is no, and it's all for a purpose. He he knows you're not gonna listen, and the fact I think the biggest part about this journey is the fact that he's always there after knowing
1: you're, no, you're Absolutely. not gonna listen.
0: Because and that's I, the grace
1: of God. That is the yes. grace of God. Um, you know, there's something our my pastor says actually. He goes, God may call you as a missionary, but if you don't have your passport, you ain't going nowhere. You know, you there's the part you have to do yourself you have to go out you have to fill out the paper you have to get your passport especially if God told you to do something you know and if you and if you don't um go out and fulfill what you have to do and then when God comes and gives you the consequences of your actions and you're mad because well why God do that yeah go get your passport didn't he tell you you have to go out to and preach to the nations but let me calm down <laughs> oh. <laughs>
0: No, we love the heat. We love the fire. Um, but no, you're, abs- you're absolutely right because everyone always talks about faith. And let me just be real, faith is one of the hardest things to have. In my like faith in just like wait like like I said, going into that fiery furnace. Like I yeah. I can genuinely say on the podcast, I I don't care what no one thinks about me. I don't have that amount of faith. I yeah. don't <laughs> I, I I I literally doubt. On a regular basis and you know there's there's nothing wrong with that there's i don't think there's anything wrong with that reason being because when you doubt for something that means you're you're genuinely looking and you're looking for not only confirmation but you're looking for an answer and if that's the case when you have doubt you're more likely to rely on god than when you're so sure of yourself when you're so ready or think that you know it all and so i rather be humble and doubting and regaining faith and then falling again and regaining faith. But then at the end
1: of the day, still, God knows my heart. Yeah, and, you have to be transparent. You can't be a hypocrite. God knows your heart. And, exactly. you know, and I love that you're saying that you recognize I, I have doubt, you know, um, and I and I deal with this. I can't be blind to what I'm seeing. It's, it's beautiful yeah. and it's honest because God appreciates that. And he glorifies himself. In your honesty and what you deal with, you know? Yeah,
0: because if I mean if I knew any everything,
1: I, I don't even think that this
0: podcast would exist. Because exactly. honestly, I people think, I think people think that I I get guests on the podcast, you know, you know, to spread the word for publicity, for this, for that. But honestly, I'm just trying to learn for each person I bring on this podcast because mm-hmm. I mean be, I'd be asking questions like uh, how do you put god in your daily routine? Ah yes. Let me, let me write that <laughs> <back> down. <laughs> Read the bible while i do my skincare. dot dot mm. dot <laughs> like i'm definitely learning because there's like there are so many people that can do this better than me.
1: Yeah. And
0: i love what you said when you were like god is speaking to you and telling you like this is this is this is my company. This is my business. Your you're running it, like, you're, you're doing what I'm telling you to do, and people always ask me, like, oh, um, do you not put, like, like, uh, so, when I, like, on the editing, I would put, like, the names of people, but I would never put my name, and so, like, someone was, like, oh, why don't you put your name, or the host, and now you, like, this is your podcast, I was, like, ah, ah, mm, ah, mm, mm. this is not my podcast, um, yeah, Jesus, and God, and the Holy Spirit is the owner I am just the host. I am just yeah. relaying the message of what I'm learning with. And that's why I always do the the Bible because I want to, like, I want to read the Bible with other children of God so that not only so they're not doing it alone, but so that we, like, we all can learn together. And Absolutely. I just, I just love the fact that your skincare brand helps us all learn together in such a unique way. And just learning the journey in itself makes it even more like it just makes it better. Like you're just like yeah. oh, another woman of color putting this buttercream under my eye. You know, yeah. <laughs> it just makes yeah. it all the better. Uh, so that was a long tangent, but it was so much fun. Lol. Uh, <laughs> How do you define success of your business? So I know, uh, you know, people, people that may not be of Christ would define success by the numbers, by money, by, um, you know, how much followers they have, how much views they're getting, how much sponsorships they're getting, how much speaking events they're getting. But how do you qualify your success?
1: That's a great question, um, because I think me and my sister, we might have different answers to that you know she is uh, the co-CEO um and we are on two different paths of life so we have two very distinct uh, mm-hmm. perspectives I would define it as a beauty mission kind of being a quote-unquote household name for Christians like I would love it if there's a gathering let's I don't know like passion conference that's that's a new thing I didn't know about, you know, TikTok. You get exposed <laughs> to so many different things. Let's say at Passion Conference, people are like, oh my gosh, I love Beauty Missions Valley. Oh, I love Beauty Missions X, Y, and Z. You know, like I would love, you know, for there to be like a group of people who might not just know, who might not know each other, but they are somehow in the same place and they all know Beauty Mission. And I think I, that's how I would define success because it would mean that God is reaching his people. And that's just what I want. At the end of the day, I want God to do his thing, reach the people who need the products and just continue to touch lives.
0: Oh my goodness. Um, Let me just tell you, that was a beautiful answer.
1: Um, uh, I was like,
0: like, this is just too good. This is like, that's what's going (laughs) in my head. I was like, this is just too good. I hope you, I know you have that prepared.
1: Whenever someone asks that question, you have
0: that ready. But no, that is so real because you know there has been a lot of conversation and discussion about Christian influencers and Christian business owners um, and what their real goal is are they using Christians to you know just get that group of community but not really living that life not really fostering that community but knowing that this like your mission of this or God's mission and your duty, is to foster a community and to foster more people and bring more people to Christ through skincare. That's absolutely amazing. Um, I just, I'm speechless. I'm not speechless. (laughs) I'm I'm figuratively speechless right now. It was just so good. Um, And so what I would say is, have you had any encounters like amidst, I guess the business or like any reactions from other followers of Christ, or people who didn't know Christ and came to Christ with Beauty Mission, or with this, with you in general,
1: actually. So, I actually when we first started, I remember you first started business. You have friends, you know, who support your business, or people who knew you like back in high school who want to support your business. I have this one friend. Uh, she's a beautiful friend. She's she was a great friend of mine in high school. You know, we don't keep in contact, but I can go to her and we can have an amazing conversation. She's an atheist. And I remember she bought our products. I sent it out to her. Uh, you know, they have the Bible verses on it. And I know, and then I guess a week or so later, she had messaged me and she said, oh my gosh, I really love your products. You know, the latter, this, the, that. And she said, and I actually like the Bible verses too. You know, I looked them up to see why they were there and she was like oh they're like punny like because our um was the like the names of the products are mm-hmm. inspired by the scripture that we have there so Period. Let's say, yeah so our body butter is called temple um mm-hmm. inspired by first corinthians three sixteen. you know your body is the temple of the holy spirit so she was like i went and i looked up the bible verses and i just one, I was floored because I know she's atheist, but that's exactly what I wanted. I want people to look at the names, to look at the Bible verses, go, why is that there? and open up their Bibles. Like that's what I wanted. And I felt like God, like thank you, like you're doing something. You're doing something great with this. Um, and that's an encounter I don't think I will I will ever forget.
0: I mean, I won't forget it either. I'm just like shook because mm-hmm. I think. People expect Christians or followers of Christ to be like some, have so much animosity to people outside of that group. Mm -hmm. And I want anybody who doesn't know Christ, who does know Christ to know that that's not true. I feel like love, love in itself has nothing to do with who you, not who you are, but it has, it really has nothing to do with what you stand for in my opinion because those things can change and okay if i am following jesus and he says to love everybody Mm -hmm. who am i to say okay well i'm gonna just skip i'm gonna just skip over this part and like because he didn't put any caveats in there yeah he didn't say oh love your neighbor but
1: if exactly they dri- if,
0: if they drive this uh don't talk to them love your neighbor but if they're an atheist don't associate yourself with them love your neighbor but um if they yeah. are a part of the lgbtq plus community don't talk to them um love your neighbor but if they stole your, if they stole your man don't talk to them
1: <laughs> <laughs> well that's a hard one I'm, I'm gonna be honest i'm gonna be honest <laughs> What? No, no, but no, really? you're absolutely yeah, you you hit it right on the nail. Um, and I you just brought this into remembrance for me because you know, in college you're exposed to a wide variety of people. And one of the closest one of the closest friends I made in college is a gay man. And mm-hmm. um, one God is love. I don't believe love is love, God is love. Um, mm-hmm. but I also was not going to detach myself from him from that friendship because i know i was the one source i was the one his one line to god like mm-hmm. i was gonna expose expose to expose him to what a christian is to who god was so i never detached myself from him and i remember one time he told me like because of you i will actually go to church like i will actually like um i would actually he said i would totally go to your church and i was like yo pull up like let's go And that's who we are supposed to be. That is why Mm -hmm. we are here to, and you know, besides the business and that's what we would love to do with our business and him as well. He also supports my business as well, regardless of it being a quote unquote Christian brand, you know, and I can, I just pray that, um, you know, he has an encounter with Jesus and even if it's through our products or not, just to have that exposure, the people in his household to be exposed to our products, to the Bible verses, whatever the case may be. But, um, even him, you know, he he at least knows who a Christian is because of the light that is in me. There, that yeah. is why we are here. That's what we're supposed to do. And you can't um, limit love. Amen. Uh, um, to put it simply,
0: and the crazy part about it is, right? People, I think people misconstrue and get mixed up what we're here to do. I yeah. I don't have the power. I mean, this is me being just like honest. I'm a Martin Luther King. I don't have a movement. Um, hopefully that God uses me to bring about people that much, but yeah. I, my only job is to bring people closer to him. It's not to Amen. change anybody. My like, that's, that's out of my jurisdiction. God don't need me to change exactly. because he has the power and they have the power to build that connection. All I'm doing right now is bringing them to the spot. You're, You're literally the host. word You're this, just hosting. <laughs> that's all I'm doing. And so I think people get get confused. Like, oh, you, you have to change. The only person who's, who's going to change you is you. And the only person who can change you other than you is God. So exactly. all I'm here to do is bring you closer give, give you the kindness that you need to get closer, give you the forgiveness, be humble towards you and love you. And hopefully that's, that is enough to lead you closer to God. And when you see God in me, God will reveal himself to you. Amen. And so that's just a very, like, uh, and you know, it's so great to know that even outside of the business, I, I just feel good. Knowing that God brought to me someone who is so, you know, impactful, like outside of the business, you didn't need the business. God blessed you with the business, but you didn't need the business because you were doing what he had you to do from the get go, from the jump. And so, yeah, I
1: mean, yes, I will say I'm not some, I'm, although I have a lot of energy now, I'm actually pretty shy. I'm pretty timid. (laughs) Um, Definitely the quiet girl in the classroom I've ever gone up to somebody and be like, would you like to know more about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? That's never been me. But, yeah. you know, I think just by the way I live, the way I live is my testimony Um, is not easy. But, you know, as long as people see the light in me, you know, in the yeah. midst of the darkness, if they can see God in me and have that re- revelation, that's, that is literally, that's all God. God is doing, God is using me as his vessel in the way that most fits my lifestyle. You know, I'm not an extroverted person. I'm not too loud or outgoing, but God does what he wants to do with with you know how I am. Yeah. Which is crazy because I think
0: every guest that comes on the podcast like thinks that I'm very extroverted, but if you talk to anybody that knows me I hate I, I hate being in crowded spaces oh my gosh I've never mm-hmm. been to a concert because I don't like being next to so many people it drains my energy and so I like I initially I never planned on having guests on the podcast honestly mm. I was just like I cannot talk to random people <laughs> all over the world. No, for real, I cannot talk to random people over the world, all over the world. What 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 makes them what makes me think that they're gonna like me? I sat down and talked about. It. I was like, listen, uh, if guests is a part of this, you know, little thing, mm-hmm. I don't think you're I'm not I'm not the right person. Mm-hmm. I can't go out there and be like, hey, just how you said it, hey, would you like to know Jesus Christ today? But I think when we think about it that way. We 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 we, un- we disqualify ourselves because yeah I don't think it matters like if you can go out there and meet a thousand people on the side of the street and be like hey did you know Jesus hey did you know Jesus hey did you know Jesus I think it's the fact that God's purpose for you is solely for you and if he had four, if he had four people in your group that didn't know Christ that's your job.
1: Mm-hmm
0: that's 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 what he wants and i think the fact that he knows us he knows who we are he puts the extroverted people in the crowd yeah (laughs) this this little zoom thing definitely (laughs) for me Uh, Because I honestly, I would like my first, the first podcast episode with the guests, I was sweating. I was just like, oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm going to do. Oh, what if they ask me something I don't have an answer to? Oh my gosh. I'm not, I'm not a pro at this. I'm not skilled. I'm not, I didn't go to the, theo- what is it? Theological school. I did not go to seminary. What if they ask me something? I don't know. And I'm just like, Ooh. but thankfully God has blessed me with amazing people that make me feel so comfortable to talk and have conversations with. and all of the conversations end up very lengthy and very deep. So I always feel it always is God leading the conversation and touching on topics that, you know, none of like there, these questions, there, are, there is nothing about prosperity gospel in these questions. There's nothing about grace in these questions. These questions are very narrow, but God is always guiding the conversation. Amen. Um, And so the last question, if there or there probably is, but for someone who doesn't know Christ, actually, no, it's not the last question. Pause. Um, what is your daily routine with God looks like? I feel like you touched on it and I, that's probably why I forgot it, but I remembered. It. So let's go through the, the day and the
1: life of a co-owner of Beauty Mission. Sure. Um, to be honest, right now my daily routine is is hanging on by a thread with the Lord. <laughs> But I mean, I don't wanna give an excuse. There is no excuse, but I do have to be honest. I Mm -hmm. work a nine to six, but I have a two hour commute to and from work. Mm -hmm. So I am basically up at the crack of dawn. It's very uh, like I'm able to like wake up in the morning and just like go about my day, but I don't consider myself a morning person. So truly I have like 45 minutes to get ready and I just I try and keep communion with the Lord in the morning time you know I listen to music I try to like read the word when I can but again it's not the easiest to do like in the train where you're in the hustle and bustle of New York City and I just have to be honest you know it's not easy when you're very very busy you know when you feel like you don't even have time for yourself to maintain that daily routine but I try my best you know to keep communion that's the number one most important thing because you can pray you can read your word you can do your devotionals but if you do not keep communion throughout the day what are you doing it for you are just kind of going off a checklist you know you're just checking things off and you're like well all right now let's get, get to the nitty-gritty of things yeah so the most important thing is to keep communion I um I think the easiest thing for me is to listen to worship and just kind of meditate on the Lord throughout my day and then I get home, I do the mission and I do my best to keep communion with the Lord when I do beauty mission, because again, I gave my business over to God. I say, God, this is yours. What do you want me to do? So when I'm packaging orders and there's prayer requests, I'm keeping communion. I'm actively praying for people, praying for the packages. I'm, you know, I, oh, <clears throat> sorry. I'm keeping communion and I say, God, you know, like use my hands, do what you want to do. And I just basically, when I'm done with that, it's like 10 o'clock and it's time for me to go to bed. (laughs) So, you know, Mm -hmm. prayer and I try and read right now. I am in the book of Revelations, chapter seven. So that's where I'm at right now. And yeah. (laughs) Honestly, I
0: love your honesty at all times I love it um because it shows how authentic you are and everything isn't TikTok that girl morning
1: routine mm-hmm. like that's I mean exactly. honestly it's unrealistic in my opinion yeah the um, aesthetic of like these beautiful grand apartments which is like how do you guys even afford those <laughs> and it's all white and gray and like the, the the pastel browns And they just like my morning routine, they wake up at five o'clock and then they shower, they go to the gym and they do their devotionals and then somehow it's still six o'clock and then they're getting, they're eating and then they're getting ready to go to work. And I'm just like, I don't understand. I'll be lucky if I even eat when I leave. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I know we have the same 24 hours, but what deal do you have with God that I don't? And you know, it's, that's the thing,
0: especially with TikTok and it comes to like down to comparison, but you just look Mm -hmm. at them and you be like,
1: how did you get here? And you know,
0: I've been working hard. I've been putting in the work. I've done this, I've done this, I've done this. And you're just like, why? But then you don't think about what have they done in the world that I can't or that I shouldn't be doing that got them there. And when I I think about it that way, I'll be like, well, I guess it wasn't that worth it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was exactly that. because I mean, and then the thing is also, are are they privileged? Is that all actually theirs? And some people, it may, some people, it may not be. I've seen mm-hmm. a lot of people, especially like for us since we're on TikTok, like TikTok stars, 17, 18 millionaires. Really? Uh, yeah, yes, yes. Um, what is her name? Charlie,
1: Charlie something. Oh, and I don't follow she- those. I've heard. I've kind of heard of their names, but I don't. Yeah. I didn't know there was that many. Okay. Yes. And they be, they have their own reality TV show
0: now, all this other stuff. And I'm just like, what, what is going on? Because I know there's, there are behind the scenes stuff that we don't know about.
1: And so I think
0: that's where the spirit, the enemy, this is the one time I'll say the enemy slips that little thought of comparison in there.
1: And it's just like. Well, why aren't you doing what they're doing to get what they have? Yeah. If you want to if complain you did about this, it? Yeah, if you did this, your your business would do better. If you did this, you know, you would see um your business become that household name that you want. And mm-hmm. I absolutely understand. Uh definitely um what what do they say comparison is a thief of joy? Something? Joy is very hard one as a business when you're seeing because and I have to be honest, the market is saturated. You can yep. probably find 200 soap makers, skincare businesses in your own town. You just haven't heard of them, you know? Um, and it just depends what they're bringing into the table. The market is saturated. And sometimes I look at these other uh, skincare businesses and I just go, I don't understand. I know what you're doing. I know not everything you have is organic. I know you're actually not making these things. You're just buying and adding color to it. Why isn't it working for me? And God just has to come in and say, you're not them. I set you apart. Facts And in
0: his time, because all of this quality that you're putting in all of this preparation, it's forming you because Mm -hmm. like you said, everybody doesn't have that quality. And honestly, I don't know what you think, but I found you off of like just scrolls. So mm-hmm. if you don't think you're out there, let me just tell you, you're out there. Um, oh my for god! Real, and the way y'all record and the information, oh, we love it here. And so I want you to know that. Don't I? I personally, for you, I'd say definitely don't look at other people because. Just even your story in itself makes someone want to buy. What do you mm-hmm. bring to the table? You are a powerful woman of color who has raised up despite all of the things going on in her life. I made the decision to not only do better and listen to God and do His purpose, but to do it willfully, happily, and you know, in my opinion, successfully to the point where you are bringing. All walks of life towards Christ, and mm-hmm. I'm just happy that you got to share your study story here today. So
1: you're doing great. Thank you. I was glad no to share tell you. you. I'll <laughs> be honest, you know, thank you because no, I, I actually, you know, people don't really tell me, but it's okay. No, because <laughs> you are. I think tears. we need. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, again, you know how you mentioned you saw me with the scroll. Sometimes I go. Why isn't, you know, like the algorithm showing my videos to, let's say your followers, let's Mm -hmm. say, you know, glory to God right now, we have 25,000 followers. TikTok does not show my 25,000 followers, my, my videos. And I just go, what's going on? I don't understand. But I also know that although the algorithm quote unquote might not work in my favor, God is working in my favor. There's been yeah. times where I do not post at all. And some way, somehow we get an order in Germany. We get an order in Australia. And I go, what? Well, don't excuse get me, Miss Worldwide. Come through. Well, listen, all glory to God. But sometimes I really go, how did y'all find me? How did y'all find me? People in South Dakota don't even know my name. What's going on? It's the
0: scrolls. It's the scrolls. <laughs> when you're late two hours and you just see Beauty Mission come across and that savory butter just shows on your screen and you're like, oop, I need it. <laughs> Honestly, because that's one of the things that really stuck out was how you guys use scripture verses and skincare. That, that's what stuck out to me. I was like, I have yeah. to have whoever the owner is. Mm-hmm. On the podcast. Mm-hmm. But last question. Um, how or what would you tell someone who is either currently a child of God or someone who doesn't know God? What would you tell them um that you wish someone told you or that you think is so important for them to know when coming towards Christ or consistently getting up
1: after falling in their journey? Oh man. <laughs> i was, i would say in all honesty all honesty you're gonna fall again so you might as well get up like oh you're gonna fall again <laughs> just like and easier said than done i can attest to that when my father passed away i was very much rock bottom and but one of the things i also wish somebody had told me during that time when i wasn't rock bottom Jesus is your rock. So that's the best place to be. Like if you're rock bottom and Jesus is your rock, that's the best place to be. But also like, you're going to fall. You're going to have your setbacks. You are not perfect. You're going to stumble. The Bible says you sin every day. You sin every day. Even if you don't think you do, you sin every day. Get up. Like God is going to love you. Like if you come to him, repent. And truly, you know, turn back from your ways, whatever it may be, whether you think it's laziness, you know, sexual immorality, lying. Some people think, you know, there's like different weights and levels to sins. All sin is equal, the same. You know, there's no sin greater besides, you know, like, you know, that's, that's me. But whatever you're struggling with, whatever you feel like, dang, maybe God isn't listening to me. Like, what is going on? You're. Like, just get up. Like, you are going to fall again. There's going to be something else that's going to come your way. and You want to be ready for it. Just get up. Oh, my gosh.
0: I, I definitely needed that when I needed that this week, actually. I'm not even going to say when. I'm going <laughs> to say I just needed it that this week because you just get so discouraged sometimes. You fall so low and you forget that you can rely on God. You forget that, you know, that Bible that I put under my pillow every night is not just, you know, protecting me at night, it's protecting mm-hmm. me when I open it up and when I read it. And so truly powerful words. Um, hopefully we can turn the camera back on now because this, yeah, let me try. <laughs> okay. Okay. Awesome. sauce. You get to see your face again. Um, <laughs> so I'm gonna give Rocio a minute to just put like her social medias out there and all that information that you need to get your hands on this mm-hmm. godly butter that i've heard so much about and also um these all this information will be in the description box in all the description box on apple podcast as well as youtube description box but i'll let rocio take it away
1: thank you um viewers of the child of god podcast again my name is rocio i am co-owner of beauty mission we are a faith-based christ-based Word of God-based skincare product. We want to help you incorporate Jesus into your skincare and, you know, for you to identify yourself in what the word of God says and not what the world says. You can find us TikTok, Instagram at beautymission.shop. Our website is www.beautymission.shop. Give us a follow, give us a comment, a message, whatever you want. We respond to emails. We respond to everything. We want to hear from you. Um, and yeah, if you're interested in anything, you know, think about supporting a Christian business, (laughs) definitely respond to emails. I
0: must say, and promptly they do, um, um, thank you so, so, so much for being on the podcast. Honestly, this word and just this conversation has blessed me so much. I hope it has blessed whoever was listening and let's just close out with a quick prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for guiding this conversation. Thank you so much for blessing the hearts of those that listen so that they will come closer to you through Rocio's journey. And, you know, just seeing that she's been through a lot, but she's had you every step of the way. And so she's consistently getting up, consistently allowing God to use her through her kindness and her love for everyone. Amen. Amen. Okay. Thank, Thank you, guys. You. I always forget to say this, but I'm gonna say it now.
1: Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. so <laughs> always forget. you better subscribe. Y'all better support this podcast. Oh, and stream oh. it on all podcast streaming services. On all of it. Oh, send me send it to me. Let me know that you watch this.